0: Yo, what's up, everyone? It's your boy Addy Nett. Of course, I've got my main man, Casey Carpenter. <laughs> Did you almost forget your name? Almost for a second there. I don't think I usually do it that way. It's a new kind of you give thing. it. You
1: like to say the name, and then I just nod. Right.
0: Yeah. The layup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Gave you a little extra homework, today, but this is Addy Net, though. If it, you don't know, I just said that. <laughs> but you're either watching or listening to M-L-O.
1: MLO. That was good. That was good.
0: Nailed it. I feel I feel good rhythm. So today, everyone, we're going to be talking about how you're spending your money on your home. Because right now in the market, Casey, you got people, hey, I might not even want to move because I don't want to sell. I don't want the higher payment, whatever. So what home improvement projects are worth doing? Because I also see clients of ours who sell their home sometimes make mistakes on what they invest their time money and energy on the home and they don't have realistic expectations when it comes to their roi or return on investment
1: yeah yeah like putting money i mean remember guys this is an asset that you're buying right and it's an asset we're trying to hold sometimes long term or short term um but that property still needs to be maintained. Sometimes it's not upgraded. A lot of the cases, I mean, most houses these days, guys, aren't aren't like fully updated. They're not a brand new house. Could be from 70s, 80s, 90s, right, sure. when they were built. Um, but the idea is with clients on the fence in this market here, you're seeing a lot of clients reinvest back into the house, right? Yeah. Put money back in instead of, you know, going out with higher payments. It's a like Christmas vacation with this. <laughs> Go, but, you know, with higher payments and stuff like that. Um, So they're sitting at home and now it's like okay well let's think about some home improvements some upgrades and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but there is a uh, a realistic opinion on where to put that money though because some areas don't really give you as much equity or investment as as other areas right
0: i agree and i think what's really important here is breaking it up into two buckets of like okay this is what it costs to just maintain the home this is cost of living whether um sorry we got cheryl doing an adjustment on the lighting threw me off a little bit but that's okay um and then there's kind of luxury items yeah right so i really want to give some examples, probably go through four or five different things. We did have an article from Realtor magazine. Sticky
1: magazine over here.
0: I don't really want to go through it because it's just outdoor stuff. (laughs) But the first number one thing, I think a real kind of issue is people think that updating appliances and systems is going to come back to them when they sell the home in terms of profit
1: Mm, yeah
0: i just the sellers don't look at it like an additional asset to have like a really good hvac system that's brand new and serviced um washer dryer like let's be real like the 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 buyers just look at okay great but a lot of sellers will be like, well, I spent $10,000 on that system and their 450 home, they wanna list it for 460 right. because they spent $10,000 on that system. So I think that's the first thing is like appliances and systems is like an expectation to be in good working order and well-maintained. And it's not something you just stack up on your self-evaluated um new sales price
1: yeah i think that's i think it's a great point too because one uh i mean it's kind of looked at as as a necessity and right. almost a must-have like a home needs it's to like have, tires on a car ha- have the appliance right yeah i mean tires on a car is a great example right um but you know whether that's the maytag model or the ge model right. or this or that that's not really what it's looked at it's you know do you have the appliances in place or not so that's the big that's a big immediate you know, factor. But on the side, what you're saying, though, too, is I think it would only come into play ever if it's the entire full remodel of that house of like an energy efficient thing to where they need to be a certain grade, high level standard appliance. Right. Sure, sure, but sure. other than that, it's not that investment sure. you're looking to make money on. Really. Yeah. No.
0: Well, I do. I, we do put it in context. We're talking about your average home. Mm-hmm. So. Th-
1: yes i know
0: there's some listener out there i'll probably even get a message like whoa i did a full viking kitchen okay like yeah you're rich that's a totally different you drop multi- 10 grand on a <laughs> on a yeah, dollar properties we we're yeah. talking your entry-level bangers 450 to 650 kind of bracket here, right guys. right just to put some context on yeah. all of these opinions yeah but yes another quick like another one that popping in my mind is windows so a lot of homes have single pane windows and they're obviously more energy efficient when they're double pane because they don't you know, let out the air or the heat as easily. Not another thing you get to just tack on to your self-evaluated process. Like, hey, you're reaping the, the rewards of a more efficient home off lower utilities. But once again, that is something from the buyer's perspective. Most of the time they just expect those windows to be in work and order, yeah, but windows are not cheap. That's a very expensive thing. No, a lot of yeah.
1: people do. Yeah, but again, you know, the ten 000 to twenty thousand dollars you're gonna pay to put those windows in mm-hmm. doesn't mean you just get a listed house for another twenty grand more, or thirty Total. grand more. It's not. It just doesn't. The mathematics, it doesn't work out that
0: way. Right. Well, and a lot of it, I think, is like just what the buyers <laughs> look at it when they're looking at your home that's listed. What What is their point of view? Yeah. Now, I wanna give an example of something that I think really does have a decent ROI, if your money's spent wisely, is outdoor livable space. So, if you are able to, because a lot of newer homes or even older homes have this tiny little pad of concrete, just enough for a barbecue and maybe a tiny awning. Yeah. Yep. So, there's been a huge uptick in the last 10, 15 years of the outdoor living, outdoor space. So, if you can invest in extending out a covered patio, especially if you live on the West Coast, like it rains mixed weather, you want the shade as well and you're extending how the home feels in the sense of livable outdoor space, that will bring more more buyers yeah. willing to spend. And I'm not saying hey, you spend $10,000, you're going to get 10 back. Right. But it could be almost a break even scenario for properly spent outdoor living
1: space. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I by any means of no I'm no outdoor living space expert you know but i would say you know a good average cost is probably you know maybe 20 grand or something when you're redoing a, a backyard living space and stuff like that but yeah that play on it um, it's a main area of attraction entertainment for a family for someone living there so yep. then that does have that further appeal in it um instead of it being just a basic backyard and a, and a tiny you know one-step deck or something mm-hmm. Now that's a concrete patio. Now you've added in a fire pit and turf and stuff, and you've made an entertainment space and stuff. And that does carry um, in that future sale and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. it's huge. At least from the sellers that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got their own appetite and stuff like that. But as far as what we're talking about here, reinvesting money into your home, um, outdoor living space, outdoor entertainment spaces,
0: yeah, it's all about maximizing square footage too. Because yep. another big project of which I think is a really good ROI is if it's as anything to do with increasing square footage of living space, mm. it's usually a green light. At worst, a yellow light. Um, for example, <laughs> basements. Yeah, very popular for these 40s, 50s, 60s bungalows. Right to ramp out the basement. Yeah, put in an egress window. Even if that's all you do, you're increasing the square footage of livable space. And that is always a good investment. Now, not every market looks specifically at a home like, oh, I get X amount per square footage. There are certain states like California works really heavily on like a square footage listing evaluation. Yep. Yep. Oregon, Washington. That ain't a thing. No. So you know a lot of like Californians who come up and they're like, well, I want to spend X per square. There's That's not how it works in these two states. $230
1: uh, dollars per square feet. There's
0: legitimately states out there that that's how they price homes. It's just like it's wild. cost per square foot is like they're buying a, a pound of rice yeah, or something. Yeah, that's not, not
1: here. No. Yeah.
0: No, not at all. So anything to do with increasing square footage is really, really good. Specifically that that basement, livable space, creating more home office, a workout area. Like back to the home office thing, a lot, huge uptick in remote work over the last three years.
1: Yeah, totally. Right,
0: right, right. Yes. Anything you can do to be more accommodating to an at-home work situation is only going to help your value in the way that it sells. Yeah. It's a big one. I feel like you've got one that you want to share. I'm just—I mean, going.
1: I feel like it leans into like when we kind of start to come in from the house because we just talked about outside, you know, uh-huh. um, backyard at least. Yeah. Um, if you're bringing it into the house and you go with the the den, a lot of a lot of areas, another, you know, people might fall to is the kitchen, right? A kitchen uh-huh. remodel. Kitchen remodel always seems to kind of be one of those things. I don't know if it goes dollar for dollar because there's a whole different levels of kitchen remodels you can do. But what you're seeing these days is, you know, that kind of all white, up redone, modern, Mm -hmm. up to date kitchen remodel that does seem to play a lot for a lot of people coming into to to buy houses. They're kind of looking at that, you know, the kitchen, the bathroom, stuff like that. Those tend to be, you know, you can probably be anywhere in that thirty to sixty thousand dollar range if you're looking at kitchens and bathrooms and stuff. So Yeah, it's not cheap. I mean It's not
0: cheap. Not at all. I think from my
1: perspective, when it comes
0: to like the bathroom and the kitchen, because that's a big argument, you're probably gonna hear a lot of different yeah. you know, opinions on. For me, the first question prior to doing huge bathroom remodels, um, kitchen remodels is having an honest conversation with yourself with how long are you gonna be in this home? Because there's a lot of different routes to go. If you're not gonna be in there for a long time, don't waste the money. Do DIY projects. Yep. Sand down the cabinets. Like make them look paint, fresh, clean. Paint. Carpet. Easy stuff. Yeah, easy stuff. But do if you're gonna sell in two, three years, don't update everything. In yep. my opinion, no, like, that's so good. Don't waste a ton of money on that. Second one, if you plan to rent the property out, that takes a whole nother set of lenses. Yep. So like. Kristen and I, we were, um, we had a property of which it was our primary for three years. And then we turned it into a rental. The kitchen was horrible. It had this nasty, like laminate green fake marble thing. (laughs) And we were like, well, it it was ugly. I was straight up. But we didn't spend the money on it because we were going to have renters in there. And we're like. You know, it's not going to make a huge change on how much we can rent this out for. Right, Like, it's about the location and the square footage, going back to some original points. So, we didn't do it. We just didn't do it at all. Yeah. We did one um, minor update in the bathroom, and it wasn't huge. It was, like, some tile and some paint, and just kind of, like, it was... It was a facelift. It yeah. wasn't a remodel. Yeah, facelift. and that was super smart. I think that helped a lot. Not only with the rentability, and then when we looked to sell it, we sold when it was a seller's market. No one gave a rat's ass about that countertop. No. Not one. No. And when we were looking at that, I mean, they were ten, twelve, thirteen thousand dollar countertop. You're like, right. Yeah! Wow, but that's that's, perf- tr- that's like a year of rental. It's a perfect profit.
1: example of when to make that decision, right? And use an education, you know, educated look at the mm-hmm. process too. Because yeah, I mean, renting that like there's no need. That wasn't going to gain you an extra five hundred dollars in monthly rent by spending that twelve grand. No, so no, a smart, not decision. At all. A smart decision. See, yeah, definitely just... long term on the on the bigger projects too. And I th- and, and I think you got to look at it too. Like, I mean, really. I think you look at it, too, if it's never been updated, too. Right. You know, if it's never been updated, maybe start looking at that. But you have some things, you know, like the 90s. People did a lot of updates in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. from the 70s to 90s, where those still today still hold, you know, some decent um, character there. You know, they were more of a tile kind of camera top back then and stuff or whatever. But sometimes, like, I think you're you're right. If you're looking at it, it you know, the choice is do you actually spend that fifty grand to – do that kitchen, and are you really going to get that fifty grand back out of it? You know, maybe not. You know, because yeah. as everything else, then updated too, right? Because
0: I think if you're doing the full kitchen, if you're increasing once again, common thing, increasing the square footage of your cooking space, like you're adding more flow, more livability, whether it's like island counter, all that stuff, you will it will help. But you can't just spend 50K on a kitchen update and be like, boom. Like, I'm going to get 100% of it back. I think most of the time where people lose the money is when they splurge on, like, luxury finishes. Like, you can go bonkers on, like, little cabinet knobs and, like, the kitchen sink and that's where people really lose it it's like oh they way overspent on gold flaked knobs and you're like those were 50 bucks each you ain't no one's gonna care yep you're not gonna get a flat 50 bucks back per knob you know (laughs) yeah yeah. that just ain't happening
1: they do like like those gold flakes though
0: i mean even appliances i think I, i see a lot of people who um like washer dryer yeah like we spent we, we bought on the top end recently for the washer dryer and the thought process wasn't, Hey, this is going to add value to the home. It's like, okay, this is going to last longer. So we don't have to buy another one when it goes kapunk. You'd be surprised how many people think like, Oh, well, all the appliances are new and the washer dryer is brand new. And they think that they can sell the home for 15, 20 K more. No. The buyer's not looking at it that way. No. So it's something to be aware of.
1: Yeah. I think it's a great point too. Yeah. Um, curb appeal yeah you know i think curb appeal is actually one of those where actually you can get in one of those i think at a low budget actually to give you just a little bit more boost you know at least it would attract more um more buyer attraction to the property true you know sometimes just some bark dust a little edging on that front yard a couple yeah a couple little plants you know a little shrub on the entryway and all of a sudden it doesn't look like dry dirt patchy grass walking up to you right it goes a long ways. It does. And, uh, that first impression
0: you only get one.
1: There's a uh, <laughs> there's a landscaper trick out there too that What's there's that? a there's a safe grass spray paint out there. So oh, I saw that on for TikTok. you folks with that dried out grass getting ready to list. Water that down two <laughs> days. They'll, they'll let that thing know. get up. They'll, they'll, never never know. Know. <laughs> they'll never know. They'll never know. They'll never know. Get out there and spray that thing down green. She'll look fresh as daisies. I'm not approving that, that, that move. <laughs> but I
0: have seen My landscaper situation. told
1: me. It's uh, HOA certified. <laughs> uh,
0: well, speaking of landscaping too, another one is it personally hits home because we're thinking about doing it. Some people think that irrigation sprinkler system. Oh, good point. Absolutely no additional value from the buyer's point of view. Not at all this hurts me because i absolutely hate watering <laughs> like it is one of my biggest pet peeves we have one of those hundred foot hoses and i i feel like a fireman every morning oh. in the summer put it on all the way around the house start at the uh, far yeah, end, come all the way back
1: got all those hanging baskets here out there waiting for those things <laughs> oh and my gosh and then it comes pouring out the bottom and move on to the next one another five minutes Pour it the bottom. Sprinkling
0: systems—if it has to do with water—rarely ever a return on your ROI. Um, the sprinkler system pool, nope. Most people, I mean, California, there's like an expectation for a pool in yeah. most. Yeah. But if you're not in the the sunshine state, a lot of people look at it as a negative. Very expensive to maintain chemicals, water, like insurance—that bumps up how much insurance coverage you're required to have on the property. So yeah. be mindful of those things. I mean, I want a pool. Heck yeah. I would love
1: to would have hit a pool. Hit the diving board every now and then.
0: But pools, you know, they're run anywhere between seventy five for a tiny little duck duck pond all the way up to hundred and fifty K for a full
1: right. lap pool. Yeah. It's not cheap. You yeah, know? and then the maintenance on them is real too for sure. Yeah.
0: If yeah. it has to do with water, it's rare it's rarely an investment. It's a luxury. And I think that's the common like theme we keep getting to here yeah, like We're really i mean, playing here
1: i think there i think it's project by project property by property always you want to look at because i think there are some things where you can really get away with just kind of doing your carpet your paint maybe replacing a few things here upgrading a few smaller items there right. and really getting the better bang for your dollar mm-hmm. return on investment roi like you know we've kind of branded this episode um whereas There's a whole other level to it. So if you're just going for that gusto, I guess, the biggest and best for it, then it is kind of an all-in-one, I think. I don't think you get away with just doing one or two things. I think it is, if you're going for that full remodel, the best and best, highest and best price and value, it is then, and if it needs it, your kitchen, your Mm -hmm. yards, your irrigation, the the full meal deal. Now that is one thing to consider because that's going to be – the most out of your pocket. Um, but sometimes that 100 might turn to 150, right? You mm-hmm. never know, but you really have to make your, uh, do your education on that. Yeah, like you said, it's case by case. And I mean, to
0: maybe lay on the plane too, I'm gonna conclude with really taking the approach of look at it from your next buyer's point of view. Yeah. Not your own emotional thoughts. Yep. Because, I mean, that's like sales 101 is like create a product from the point of view of your customer. And even though you're living in this home, you're enjoying it, creating memories and all this stuff, at some point, you're gonna sell this. Right? Yeah. So reverse engineer the thought process and think about people waiting there at that for sale sign, open house, Saturday morning, agent coming in with a little booties and fresh cookies and business cards and flyers, like what are they gonna notice and what are they not gonna notice? Yeah. Another really good tip, <laughs> Cheryl tried to change the camera off me and I went back to the pointer. Another final tip too is, even if you're not selling in the near future, Try to go to an open house or two every once in a while and look at these properties and every everyone does it. Oh, what do you think? And blah blah blah. And no, see what you notice, right? And take note of that. And you're about to laugh
1: at me for some reason. Well, I just I mean, we've been in this industry a long time, guys. And uh I mean, <laughs> we've been in a lot of open houses and it's just funny to me. Like, I've been in open houses like slanting floors, you know, oh, like yeah. all types of stuff oh, yeah. where you're like, dude. Is this like a wall attached to like the chimney where this thing come from I, mean, I was
0: looking at this listing that one of my clients was uh, offering on just yesterday and it was vacant home right and the listing <laughs> it surprised me the best because it was owned by a realtor so completely empty home but the basement had this like little makeshift kind of bar it wasn't nice it's was like old wood panel whatever yeah. but they took the <laughs> <laughs> to they, time. they took the time to get this like glass tray and this cocktail shaker and like
1: and put it, and on, put it on
0: the bar. The whole house empty, but downstairs in the basement, hey. dude. It had this little martini setup that was completely dialed. It's just so funny what some people think is like gonna oh this is really good. Somebody's
1: gonna, gonna see that. And oh, be like, there this, it is.
0: There it is. This is why I'm offering. And and they I even took the virtual stage photos and the person did like literally like an underground card room. Did
1: like it With was like, a oh, fifty thousand yeah. dollar
0: poker table, nice. all these like I was like, oh my god, this person must really like partying. Like yeah. this guy or gal, this was their yeah. basement. Yeah. But in the flesh, it was just the only thing in the house was that like little cocktail martini <laughs> So
1: funny. If you're gonna do the full party basement guys make sure the full house is a party mode too
0: <laughs> i saw another lastly i saw, walked this one house last week um with one of my agents lucas and his clients and <laughs> it was a uh, portland skinny tall right yep. standard three two and a half six 1600 square feet you walk in very narrow entryway till you get to the kitchen and the the living room they had this wood piece <laughs> mounted on the wall with these coat racks like hooks for coats, like it was a coat rack. And then down at the tiny bottom corner of the coat rack, it was a a taped piece of paper and it said, this item does not come with home. They (laughs) took the time to type this out on computer, print it and then tape over that, that that the coat rack. The coat rack does not go. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. We're getting super off. But hopefully the conversation about uh, improvements and what you're spending on your money, uh, maintenance, updates, upgrades, all these things, interior, exterior, helps you when it comes to, A, looking to buy a home, but also how you're going to spend your money and best position yourself when you do sell or rent it out. Yep. Any other closing notes?
1: Uh, Case by case, look at the property. No, a buyer needs appliances. No, they probably want some decent carpet and paint right pretty easy
0: (laughs) sell it well thanks so much everyone we appreciate you watching and listening and supporting and L O. you totally lost we will catch you (laughs) next time and until next time we will (laughs) catch you you later later. (laughs) i thought we were going to do the mlo piece again i forgot the mlo piece (laughs) Damn damn it